Welcome to the Not All Better Show. I'm Paul Vogelsang, and this is episode number 308. As part of our Fitness Friday series, we're going to talk about holiday nutrition today. You know, from now until New Year's Day, your schedule will likely be filled with family obligations, traveling, festive outings, and all sorts of tempting treats. It's no surprise that many of us see our waistlines expand during the holiday season. Even the most disciplined people can find it difficult to stick to their health and fitness and nutrition routines. But not to worry, this year can be different. To help keep us on track, we'll be joined by guest Mike Glasgow. Mike Glasgow, a registered dietitian, nutritionist, and certified dietitian, knows what he is talking about. Mike Glasgow received his dietetics degree from Michigan State University and completed his dietetics internship at the University of Michigan Hospital. The first several years of his professional career were spent as clinical dietitian and food service director in nursing homes. Mike is the current chair of the Legislative and Public Policy Committee for the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics. Mike is a strong advocate for seniors and people in need. Please join me in welcoming via internet phone Mike Glasgow for our tips and resources for staying fit and nutrition strong during the holidays show. Mike Glasgow, thanks so much for joining us today. It's my pleasure, Paul. Thank you for having me. You know, I think the subject of nutrition during the holidays, it's on everybody's minds, but I think certainly my audience is going to want to know some details. And you certainly have this wonderful depth and biography, which of course will make uh, very available to people. But give us some advice about holiday eating and maybe touch on portion size and making good food choices among all the various dishes that were served. And and even this idea of kind of taking smaller bites, what, what do you think about all that? Absolutely. Yes, I think that in the United States, we are conditioned to expect large portions and clean your plate. And we have these, these cultural pressures on us to eat big. And particularly during the holidays, that comes up. And I think that is a cultural expectation, as I said. And I think that we, we've kind of come to expect it and, and think that that's the proper way to eat. But it is not necessarily the proper way to eat. Um, if Speaking to your audience as seniors, mm-hmm. when we get older, our calorie needs decrease. We need to look more at making sure that we are eating nutrient-dense foods and not just filling our plates with, you know, they used to use the term empty calories, but I think that's mm-hmm. very appropriate to continue to talk like that because we want to make sure that we're getting nutrient-dense foods. And I think that it is perfectly appropriate to tell your your family, your friends, whoever you're enjoying your time with, that you're going to eat in a little more moderate, uh, I guess, you know, eat a little more moderately and, and, mm-hmm. and make sure that the decisions that you make are, are perhaps smarter and that you're going to, you know, work on getting more nutrient-dense foods versus just stuffing yourself because that's, a, that's what people expect. I think some of the issues around eating are just lack of knowledge. And so, Mike Glasgow, tell us about your strategies to avoid this sure. idea of overeating. I think one thing that I would like to start with, Paul, if I may, is that the information that I provide is going to be more for the general public, for the general seniors that are listening to this podcast. 
mm. for any that may have mm. mm-hmm. chronic illnesses, chronic kidney disease, diabetes, and so forth. You know, that requires particular specific nutrition intervention. This information is more for the general public. Mm-hmm. So as far as specifically speaking about overeating, I think that, you know, again, talking about nutrient-dense foods, and that may not come intuitively for people what is and is not nutrient-dense, but there's the idea that seniors generally need a little bit more protein. So go for the protein foods. Don't be afraid of, if there's turkey, a little bit more turkey than you do stuffing. Again, talking about empty calories, I know that's a little overly used term, but you're not going to get as much nutrition out of stuffing or the mashed potatoes as you will out of the turkey. Looking at sweet potatoes, if there are sweet potatoes, go for the sweet potatoes. Uh, One thing that I do generally when I speak to people, I use as an example the ubiquitous veggie tray. Mm -hmm. So if you see the veggie tray, frankly, leave the carrots alone, go for the cauliflower, Mm. go for the broccoli, because you're going to get a lot more nutrition out of that. You're going to get more, as I say to people, more bang for your nutrition buck if you're going for the high-nutrient foods. Helpful. And it's okay to have smaller portions. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think all this is helpful. There is this lack of knowledge. I think there's also this social graces side of eating too. And you kind of allude to this. We don't want to be rude. We definitely want to indulge, but maybe maybe not be quite so generous with the portions. And, and so what do you think about this idea of, you know, just an outright refusal to fill our plates? I think it's okay. Mm-hmm. Especially at this, this time where we are in our culture, I think it's okay with the absolute crisis that we are facing with diabetes and obesity in this nation, I think it's okay to be able to say, I am making a good decision for myself and for my country, for my family. I think it's okay to do that. We're, we're very social animals. Food is a very social thing. It's an important thing. It's important to enjoy our food, to enjoy our food while we're enjoying the company, but we don't have to overdo it. But again, I think we're conditioned to overdo it and we don't have to really a lot of diet and it's not, you know, being on a diet, but your diet is an ongoing continual daily thing. It's paying attention. And I think that's one thing that a lot of people just don't do enough is pay attention. For example, today I really didn't have a whole lot of really good high quality protein. I had a lot of carbohydrates, didn't eat enough fruits and vegetables. Well, I should pay attention to that. So tomorrow I know, well, I'm going to I should really increase my vegetable and fruit intake if I overate today, which is okay. It's okay to overeat once in a while. I don't want to give the impression that, you know, we, we always have to cut right back and be stingy because it is a social thing. It is fun. It feels good. We're part of that. But if you're going to overdo it today, cut back tomorrow. Or if you know you're going to attend a party tomorrow, take it easy today so that you, quote, unquote, kind of make that room in your body for those extra calories tomorrow. It's just it's about paying attention. It's about balance and make sure that you get what you need. That is really good advice. I like the idea of taking it one step at a time, but looking towards the next day to perhaps uh, balance what you didn't do the previous day. I, I like that idea. That That's great. We are with Mike Glasgow. Mike Glasgow is a registered dietitian nutritionist, a certified dietitian, giving us some ideas about holiday eating. Uh, Mike Glasgow, I know you're very busy I really respect your time and and your generosity in in joining us today. I just have two quick questions. One has to do with hydration, which may be counterintuitive to talk about hydration during the winter months, during the holidays maybe, 
because maybe people will associate hydration with warm weather and fluid loss and and some, maybe some heat issues. But during the dry winter months, it's an issue. And so what do you recommend that we consider about hydration during this time of year? Absolutely. I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, one interesting thing is that we can, if, if we are underhydrated and our bodies are thirsty and craving hydration, that cue for hunger. So we're talking about overeating. We're talking about you know filling our plates on the holidays. If we're underhydrated, we might be misinterpreting that as hunger and eating more calories and more potentially empty calories that we don't need. So keep yourselves hydrated. Um, one, one thing that I do, one of the strategies we can do is have water sitting around in different places of the home. It doesn't have to be water. Not everybody likes water, but water is certainly the best for hydration. And also while we're attending social events, there, there's going to be alcoholic beverages. There's going to be the sweet beverages, the punches and all that kind of fun stuff. So we want to make sure that if we are enjoying those things, we need to consciously make sure that we are also providing the water that our body needs. So there are some strategies having water around. Um, if, if it is really a big issue for people that, hey, I just never drink enough water, set an alarm. Have the water sitting. You know, Have a water in the kitchen. Have one in the dining room. Have one sitting where you sit in the living room. Have them throughout the house. You know, Change it out periodically, of course, so that you maintain food safety. But... You know, if you can do some of those strategies, but it's, it's a lot of it is being conscious and we're talking more and more as we progress and we learn more about nutrition, this conscious eating, paying attention to our bodies and making sure that we're thinking about what we're doing and paying attention to what we're eating, what we're drinking, what we are and are not putting in our bodies. Most of us have smartphones. We can set an alarm. I, I like that strategy a lot. Thank you very much for sharing that. Well, you allude, this last question really is, uh, is one about food safety, and, and you mentioned you refer to that. There's lots to consider here. Uh, foodborne illness, uh, you know, we, we snack on our d'oeuvres, uh, you know, there's, a, there's potlucks, we, we eat leftovers. What is it that you'd like us to know about making sure to avoid potential food safety issues this you time bet. of year? Well, we've, one of the main things, as food safety experts say, is to wash your hands. Wash your hands more than you think you should. And that's really, it's for yourself and it's to keep your family safe. Um, time and temperature are the, really the key things. A lot of times, as, as you just spoke to, we're hanging out with friends and family. Your hors d'oeuvres are sitting out. The, we have a potluck. We have leftovers. It's very, very important to make sure that the food is not only cooked to the right temperature and only a food thermometer will show whether or not that food is safe and cooked to the right temperature. So checking it on the front end to make sure that it's cooked to the right temperature, making sure that during parties and activities and events that that food is held at the right temperature or held safely. So if it's a cold, potentially hazardous food, like say deviled eggs, that it's on ice, not directly on ice, but your plate is sitting on ice and it has a cold source. If it's the meatballs or some other type of hot food, that's potentially hazardous food. Make sure it has a heat source like a, an adequately working uh, chafing dish or crock pot, something like that. And any food that they, they, we continue to talk about the four hour rule, any food that's sitting out without those controls and without maintaining the proper internal temperature, that food really should be discarded after four hours. And if that food is sitting out, it's, it's, it becomes unsafe. Bacteria grows and multiplies. Most bacteria that we have to be concerned with uh, foodborne illness can double every 20 minutes. So it grows exponentially. 
So we've got to make sure that we're maintaining safe food. And as we get older, excuse me, our, our bodies are unable to fight infection as we could earlier or as we could when we were younger. And a lot of times some of the medications that we're on, chronic illnesses and so forth, can lead to the body just not being able to fight the infection. So seniors are at higher risk for foodborne illness. So we have to be that much more, we have to pay that much closer attention to how our food is treated. We cannot be complacent about that. Mike Glasgow, what, what a pleasure it, it is to talk to you at this time of year. First of all, happy holidays to you and yours, but thank you so much for joining us and all this great advice and strategy about eating right, avoiding some of these issues that are going to crop up and uh, giving us some tips that we could really put into practice. Mike Glasgow, thank you again very much. It's been my pleasure, Paul. Thank you. I think we'd love to have you back sometime, too, and uh, we'll, we'll, just, we'll just stay in touch with you. That'd be great. It'd be my honor. Thank you. Remember, even the most disciplined people can find it difficult to stick to their health, fitness, and good nutrition routines. But not to worry, this year can be different and it will be, especially with nutrition tips from registered dietitian, nutritionist, and certified dietitian, Mike Glasgow. My thanks to Mike Glasgow and my thanks to you, our wonderful Not Old Better listeners. Talk about better, the Not Old Better Show. Happy holidays, everybody.